we're going to be talking about questions, how we can use questions to express compassion to our children, and specifically what I would believe to be the most powerful question we can ask to our children with regards to taking part in the shared act of cooking and eating together. That is on this episode of Cooking is Connecting. Welcome to Cooking is Connecting. I'm Chef Kibby, a biological foster and adoptive dad who struggled for years wondering why my parenting wasn't creating stronger attachments between me and my kids. This is a show about harnessing the inherent, trust-building power of cooking and eating together with our children as a method to overcome the negative effects of trauma on the mind, body, soul, and relationships. Because while trauma is disruptive, cooking is connecting. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by cookingisconnecting.com. That is the place where you can find all the resources that I mentioned in this episode and so much more. Also, if you're getting some value out of today's episode, I would love it if you would leave a review wherever it is you're listening to this podcast. Even if it's not a five-star review, I would love to know how I can better serve you and help to encourage you on your way to building stronger, deeper, more meaningful connections with the children in your life. And now, on with today's episode. There are a lot of questions that we ask our children. The one thing that I have found to be most powerful in the development of a healthier relationship with my child has been this question. Can you help me? Asking my child to help me in in anything, but specifically in the kitchen, it requires something of me that for many years I was not comfortable with. I am very comfortable in the kitchen. I am a trained chef, a food service professional. I've been in and around the food service industry for over 25 years. I love being in the kitchen. The kitchen is a place of comfort and safety for me. And when my catering business evaporated overnight, when the the COVID pandemic began, it was the place that I retreated to, to find my safety. The idea of allowing someone else to be in the kitchen with me, whether it be my wife or or one of my children, that didn't exactly relax me. It it didn't help with my anxiety. In fact, to to invite someone else into the kitchen with me would, would be a vulnerability to me because that's my spot. That's my place of safety. That's the place where I am having some control in in a life and at a time when I felt like my life was a little bit out of control. And so asking my child to be with me in the kitchen was not something that came naturally to me. And I shared this in last season of the podcast that it really took my child, one of my children coming to me and asking me, Daddy, can I help? that I was able to surrender a little bit of that vulnerability and and humble myself to allow myself to have these experiences with my children and to get to the point where I felt comfortable and safe inviting a child into the kitchen with me. And it was in that that I began to realize just how powerful that question can be. 
Your child loves you. Your child needs you. Your child is dependent upon you. And your child desires compassion from you. Your child is waiting for you to invite them into relationship with you. Sometimes their behaviors can seem um, out of place or out of sorts. A lot of times it could be just trying to get our attention and trying to encourage us to invite them into what we are doing. But the power that we have as adults, as parents, as caregivers, to invite our children into the things that we are doing is such a powerful tool of connection, especially when it comes to food. Again, going back to everything that we've talked about in previous episodes of the podcast, about how food is such a deeply embodied experience for our children. Whether they've come from hard places or not, food is the root and source of connection between a child and a caregiver. When we take advantage of that naturally embodied experience, that strong connecting power that is involved there, and then add to it the sense of vulnerability in asking a child to join us in the kitchen, whether they can express it or not, they, they feel it, they sense it, they experience it. And it's that, that vulnerability of the question rather than the command or the assertion that this is something that they should be doing at this particular time that really draws them in. As I'm saying this, I think this brings to mind kind of the, the dichotomy that many of us as parents and caregivers run into when trying to create connecting experiences with our children is that idea of the dichotomy between asking them to do something and telling them. So ask versus tell. And this can get a little bit tricky. I, I have to admit, this is, this is rough waters that we're treading here. Um, the difference between telling our children to do something or asking something. Because I, I think, and this has been in my experience for many years, and I know it's been experience for many of the parents and caregivers and professionals that I've worked with over the years, there is some difference in opinion as to whether or not it is, is a good thing or a healthy thing for our relationship with our children to, to ask rather than to tell. For example, when it comes to wanting to create an experience for our child, to have this connecting time in the kitchen, do I ask them to help me in the kitchen or do I tell them, hey kiddo, come and help me with these potatoes versus, hey kiddo, would you like to help me with these potatoes? Maybe it's just me. In, in my kind of logical mind, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm picturing a, a, a chart. And you know what? As I'm thinking about this, I think I'm actually going to make this chart. And when this episode of the podcast releases, I'm totally going to put this up on social media because I think other people might geek out about this as well. So I'm picturing a graph, okay? Along the top, you have yes or no. So how your child could respond. And then along the left-hand column, you have, am I going to tell them? I'm going to ask them. So what happens if I tell my child to do something? For, for example, if I tell my child, please scrub the potatoes because I, I need them for tonight's dinner. So if I tell them to do something and they respond with a yes, what has happened? Well, I told them to do something and they're doing it. They are complying. 
And in a sense, they're not so much connecting with me so much as avoiding a scenario where I might be disappointed in them. By telling them to do something, I have set up for them an expectation that this is something they are going to do. It's going in with the assumption that this is something that they are going to do because it is what I want them to do in that moment. So if I've told them to do it and they said yes, they're complying. And they're not so much connecting with me so much as just avoiding what could have been a potential area of disappointment and disconnect in our relationship. If I told them to scrub the potatoes and they said no, then there's definitely some disconnect. There is defiance. They have defied my order. They have defied my command in that moment. They know when they do that. I mean, just me thinking about that happening draws into my autonomic nervous system a gut reaction that there's going to be some tension there. It makes me feel really uncomfortable even talking about it. Imagine how that is for a a connected child. And then imagine, imagine how that is for a disconnected child. Imagine how that is for a foster or adoptive child who's had adverse childhood experiences or trauma in their life to know that they've been put into a situation where they're being told to do something and they say no. They know that there's going to be some repercussions to follow. Now let's contrast that with an ask. If I ask my child, hey kiddo, would you help me scrub these potatoes? Now instead of an expectation that they're going to do something, it's an invitation to do something. But let's go back to the chart here, the the virtual chart that for those of you who are listening can't see, but I'm telling you, I'm going to make this chart. I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it pretty, and I'm going to put it on social media when this podcast episode goes up. Okay, so I've asked my child to do something. If they say yes, it's a beautiful thing. It is such a beautiful thing because they haven't complied with a demand or a command. They have chosen to do what I've asked. That's obedience. That's not compliance. That's obedience. That is accepting an invitation to connect with me. And that is such a beautiful thing. To me, that's, that's the gold. That's, that's the money right there. That's what we want when we ask and they say yes. What if we ask and they say no? It's easy to think for us as grown-ups that if I ask my child to do something and I, I put myself in that vulnerable position where I'm giving them the opportunity to refuse, that if they are refusing what I've asked them to do, that they are refusing me and my connection. And it can feel that way sometimes. I, I know it feels that way to me sometimes. But what that is reflecting is not necessarily the health of the relationship, that our child has with us, it may be honestly a reflection of our relationship with with them and in our relationship with the expectations that we have on our child. Because what that child is saying when they refuse a question like that is not necessarily a refusal of us. If anything, it's, it's actually a good thing because it is allowing them to express what's called differentiation, 
uh, a, termo- a terminology that I learned from uh, Dr. Dan Siegel in some of his books, the difference between uh, differentiation and linkage. Linkage being that, that linkage that they have with us, that they need us, but also differentiation in that they are their own person and that they can make their own decisions. And them being able to be given a question by us and determine for themselves, yes, I want to do this, or no, thank you, I don't want to do this, is actually a good thing. I know it's hard for us sometimes to think that way in the moment. But we don't want to put our children into a situation where the health of our relationship is based solely on how much our kids behave and react to us in the moment. That's too much pressure on a child. It really truly is, especially those children from from hard places, our foster and adoptive children, who, as we've talked about in previous episodes of the podcast, do not have a healthy attachment style with their family of origin. And then they've been taken from their family of origin and placed with you. And no matter how loving and compassionate you are, those neurological connections have to be rebuilt. And those connections cannot be forced upon them. It has to be invited. And so when we, when we ask our child to do something and they say no, that's not necessarily a reflection of the health of our relationship. It's not a refusal of you. There might be some other things going on there. It may just be a matter of us making it less of a yes or no or giving them a choice between a couple of different things. For example, hey kiddo, I've got a couple of different things that um, I'd like for you to do for me in the kitchen. Would you like to scrub these potatoes or would you like to set the table? Now we've given them a situation where Either way, they're doing something to help us, and they still feel like they're being given a choice, and they're not being forced to do anything. Now, obviously, they could still refuse both of them, and that that may come uh, from time to time. But the purpose of the question is to make sure that they know that, that, that they have a voice, because children need to have a voice. Children need to know that, that, they're, that your love for them is not based on their behavior towards you and their compliance towards you. And yeah, that does require a little bit of vulnerability on our parts and sometimes a little bit of sacrifice on our parts. But at the end of the day, it is so worth it. And we're going to learn about this even more, even deeper as we get into further episodes and further on in the Cooking is Connecting framework. Because the one, two, three, fourth pillar of the five pillars of the mindset is empowerment. As we've begun to get our kids involved in the kitchen and it becomes more of a practice and a habit, it's going to create for us an environment where our children have that trust and felt safety and connection with you in the kitchen, and it's going to open up so many more opportunities for you to use that connection with the kitchen to empower them and to give them choices and to give them voices. But I wanted to make this point up front to know that 
that this compassion that we're trying to show to our children in and around cooking, eating with them, cannot be forced. And it really needs to start with a question. As uncomfortable as that make make you feel. We want to show that compassion in this vulnerability. They, again, they may not be able to express it in this way, but they will respect that. They can see the vulnerability that it takes, especially if they have seen you cooking for them in previous, uh, previous days. You know, if you make it a habit of cooking in front of them, they have made that connection through the embodied experience of food that what you are doing for them is very special. And in a way, it's kind of a, it's a maturity thing as well. And so to have an adult invite them into this experience, it can be a very empowering thing, but it needs to start with a question. And that question doesn't have to necessarily involve anything, anything cooking related. That doesn't mean I am telling you that tonight you need to ask your, your six-year-old to pick up a cheese grater or a vegetable peeler or a chef's knife and start doing anything potentially dangerous. In fact, I'm going to give you a really hot tip today of something that any of you can do. I don't know who you are listening to me right now. Well, I know a couple people right now because I can see their faces here on Clubhouse as I'm recording this live. Um, I don't know you. I don't know how comfortable you are in the kitchen. I don't know what you like to cook, but I do know one thing. I do know one question without a doubt that you can ask your child tonight to begin to grow connection and compassion around the kitchen. Here's the question, okay? Here it is. Are you ready? I want you to go to that kitchen drawer and pull out an apron. Before you start cooking, pull out an apron and I want to take it to I want you to take it to your child. And I want you to say, "Can you help me put on my apron?" I know, it seems weird. This is something that you can easily do on your own. At least most of us can if we have the dexterity to be able to do so. But the vulnerability it takes to take that apron and put it over your head, and then you're going to turn your back. You're going to turn your back to your child, and you're going to have them take those strings and tie them around your back. That is an amazing vulnerability that you are showing to them, an empowering thing. And, and again, assuming that your child is old enough to be able to, to tie those strings. And it could be a learning experience for them as well. But the connection that begins to form between them and you is so, so incredibly powerful. So powerful. And what it does for them is it, it also creates this question within them. It creates this gap that, hey, my mommy, my daddy, this person that is in my life is asking me to do this. How else can I help them? That is tremendously powerful, and you can use that to your advantage. It doesn't require any culinary skill on your part. It is simply an invitation to tie those strings behind your back. And that invitation and that acceptance of that invitation can create so many more opportunities of connection in the kitchen. You can do that, and I encourage you to do that tonight. And when you do, I want you to reach out to me. Send me an email to podcast at cookingisconnecting.com. You can take a picture of it and post it to social media if you feel comfortable doing so. Be sure to use the hashtag cookingisconnecting when you do so. 
and I want you to let me know how it felt. When you turned your back and allowed yourself to be vulnerable for your child and let them tie your apron strings behind you. Let me know what you saw in your child. Did they behave in such a way as to give you a signal that they are anxious to do more? And if they are, it's, it's time that you begin to look at the kitchen differently. And I hope that's what I've encouraged you to do through this podcast and through my other programs that I'm creating. I hope that you are seeing the kitchen differently. To see those opportunities of connection, some of them that just kind of pop up out of nowhere, you just kind of notice something like, hey, my kiddo could do this for me. Why am I doing this? And it could be planned. And it could be just some, something as, as simple and kind of silly and almost stupid to say, hey, kid, I forgot how to tie my own apron strings. Can you do them for me? You could make it into a game. Make it fun. Take it to that next level. Bring out two aprons and say, hey, kiddo, which apron do you want me to wear today? The compassion that that shows to your child can lead to so many other beneficial interactions and experiences in the kitchen down the road. I hope that's the way you feel. If so, please let me know. And if you have any questions out of how to continue to create these experiences for you and your child in the kitchen, please feel free to reach out to me. And as many have, have done already this week, to sign up for my free Cooking is Connecting 20-Day Challenge. It's just another way for you to be encouraged and supported on your journey of connecting with your child in the kitchen. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, I will see you in the kitchen. The Cooking is Connecting podcast is a Cooking with Kibby production. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. The theme song for this show is Fostering Joy, written and performed by me, Chef Kibby. For more information about how you can connect with your kids in the kitchen, please visit my website, cookingisconnecting.com. <laughs> <laughs>